I'm Linda Fentolberg for BizNews. A company that promotes itself as a better way for travelers to stay is Total Stay. It's the company that brought the idea of apart hotels to South Africa. And joining me today in the BizNews studio is the co-founder and CEO of Total Stay, Ralph Phillips. Hi, Ralph. How, how are you? Hi, Linda. Well, thanks. How are you? Well, thank you. Um, so, apart hotels, what exactly is that? So the typical definition of an apart hotel is a uh, residential complex that has hotel services. So for us, that can mean, you know, a block of flats that has 20 units, 50 units. Um, And what we do is we put in hotel services that every guest around the world would expect. Something as basic as a 24-hour reception, uh, daily housekeeping, excellent internet, uh, crisp you know, a hotel grade linen. And those are the touches that, that we put in. And that's what defines an apart hotel. So how is it different from, can we call it old school hotels? So your typical hotels are built to be hotels. The, the rooms are small. Um, you know, you may have slightly larger rooms uh, as suites or presidential suites, but typically hotel rooms are, are, are much smaller with larger, you know, common areas. So you know, they might have uh, big foyers, um, massive boardrooms, uh, big food and beverage or dining areas, whereas uh, your typical apart hotel doesn't have those spaces. And in some cases, you know, won't have any food and beverage on site. You know, so that that's typically the biggest difference between your generic hotel and your apart hotel. Well, I know they've been common in Europe for a long time. So when did the, this concept come to South Africa? So it has been a trend um, and a sector that's, that's been around for a while. It's been called different things in, in the States, in Europe. In 2014, at the end of 2014, when we had started the business, we started looking around um, because obviously we started as a, as a hospitality brand first. And um, in 2015, we, we got the opportunity to look at a building that had three empty floors. It was a residential block here in Seapoint in Cape Town. I'm actually looking at it across the road from our office. So it's a nice reminder of where we started. Uh, and the developer had three empty floors, didn't know what to do with it. We looked around at what types of concepts there were. We were already running, uh, you know, luxury villas, service departments, penthouse units. And we looked at these and said to them, well, why don't we bring the apart hotel concept? And they looked at us and went, What's an apart hotel? And we said, well, we want to run it like a hotel. We don't just want 21 uh, service departments um, with no brand. We wanted to treat it like a product. Um, and we had traveled quite extensively and thought that it's opportune um, you know, in Cape Town to have something like this. You had so many generic hotels that you know, hadn't changed over the last 25 years. But we wanted a fresh take on it. So... We identified that building as our first landmark and the uh, developer and owner uh, said, great, we'll let you run with it. And um, and that was the first apart hotel that we opened uh, there in Seapoint. So what are some of the criticisms from the hotel industry against apart hotels? Because I saw some articles where people say, well, no, they just glorified Airbnbs. So I think the big thing is that the 
typical, you know, hoteliers uh, are, are, and big hotel brands are concerned that it's eating up their their stock. You know, they're, they're losing market share in terms of where guests are booking. Also, guests' preferences have changed over the years, especially with COVID. So I think the, the main thing for them is that they they are, you know, obviously concerned that the quantity and the regulations that, that they have to go through for the hotels doesn't exist on the apart hotel side. The main thing for us is that we try to follow a global standard in terms of how we offer our, our guests' experience um, and obviously the quality and fittings in the apart hotels uh, themselves. So following that standard allows us to be you know, at the same level as uh, our counterparts uh, in Europe and, and the US and, and across the globe. Um, and yeah, we, we feel that um, the sector is only growing, whereas, you know, the traditional hotel line is, is kind of uh, pretty stagnant and plateau. Are they more expensive or where do they benchmark against um, traditional hotels? So there's obviously different levels. Um, you know, you're going to get your budget friendly, you're going to get your, your middle tier. And then, of course, there's the luxury tier. And we have that within our, our own portfolio. We have a a wide variety of, of options that our guests can choose from, and that ranges from price uh, as well as the facilities and amenities that you would get on site. For example, our, our first apart hotel had nothing. It had a 24-hour front desk and 21 apartments, and that was it. Um, and it was hugely successful. It ran at 85% occupancy in its first year. But on the flip side, our more recent uh, addition, which was the Latitude Apart Hotel in Seapoint, had uh, quite a number of facilities, um, including a rooftop restaurant, a boardroom, uh, co-working facilities. Um, they've recently put in a podcast studio. It's got two pools on the rooftop. So that really now competes head-on-head head with any other hotel that, that exists in Cape Town. Um, and you can see the balance for guests is that they can pick, they can, they can decide if they want more privacy and less of, of the common area spaces, they would pick properties that don't have those typically similar to something like our CASA products, which uh, you know offer hotel services in a residential uh, complex. Couldn't help picking up podcast studio. Is that a request nowadays? <laughs> well, look, I, I think it, it has become, and it's also a great value add for uh, guys who travel for work and run uh, their own podcasts as well as you know, uh, businesses that exist here in Cape Town or in Joburg. Having the podcast studio has, has been a nice addition. It brings a whole new set of guests as well. So I'm all for it. Anything that adds value to our guests and to our product, um, if it makes sense, yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll test it out. So what about the social aspect of hotels? So some people might say, but I like going to a hotel. It's vibey and it's busy. So I, I guess you always get different guests with different preferences. Um, the, the nice thing is that the, as we scale and as we, we uh, you know, take on new product, each property is different. Um, for example, we are going to be launching a new uh, apart hotel in Devadakant in February next year. And that's got quite a wide variety of large uh, communal spaces as well as multiple restaurants, uh, indoor pool, uh, gym, etc. So... You know, for the people who want those things, we'll have that in our portfolio. And then, you know, typically the, the guys who will never get out of the uh, out of the hotel uh, side will will stay there. And and one day, I guess we'll we'll test out an apart hotel. Give us a rundown of what you have in your portfolio. You've mentioned a couple. 
So we've got uh, quite a wide variety. Uh, there's over 30 properties. We've got uh, 12 apart hotels. Um, the apart hotels, as I said, range uh, that, that we've got in Cape Town. We opened up last year in Johannesburg in Sunning Hill. Um, more recently this year in Pretoria and Linwood with the uh, Circo Apart Hotel. Um, we've got uh, the Archer, as I said, in Sunning Hill, uh, our Casa products, which is three buildings here in Seapoint and, and Bantry Bay. We opened up at the beginning of the year, which has been hugely successful, uh, the Newland Speak Apart Hotel. We also recently took over the old Bantry uh, All Suites. The name's extremely long-winded, which we've changed. That used to be an existing hotel that's been around for almost 30 years. Uh, and we've converted that into an apart hotel. And next year, it will go through a complete revamp. We've got the Carrington and the Tokyo in the CBD. Uh, and yeah, there's more to come, as I said, in Devodakant and, and quite a number of uh, new properties in the pipeline as well. So do you think the popularity of these are going to increase? I don't think it's stopping. Uh, and, and I guess we wouldn't be chatting uh, if, if it was. But I think that the opportunity for us, especially as a hospitality brand, to focus on this sector specifically and become the leader uh, in the apart hotel sector is is quite important. Um, you know, like I said, there are competitors overseas with much larger portfolios that have proven the success of this model. Um, and I, I don't see it going anywhere. In fact, I uh, I assume that there there might be quite a bit of consolidation. You know, with the with the larger hotel uh, the hotel groups, which has already happened, buying up you know uh, businesses that that effectively then add value to their portfolios. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm extremely bullish on uh, on the sector as it as it stands. So what have you found of these um, nomads, these digital nomads? Are they booking themselves into your apart hotels? Yeah. So like I said, places like Latitude have a specific co-working, as well as you know uh, our property in Sunning Hill has a, a massive uh, co-working section. It it has become a huge part of a, a subsector of travelers. Um, we've got private desks in the rooms for people to work with, as I said, you know, excellent uh, fiber internet uh, so that they've got connectivity throughout, which is free. Uh, we don't charge anyone for, for internet usage. It's uncapped uh, and you can use as you want. Um, I think it's important because there are a lot of travelers, specifically digital nomads, that are testing out different cities mm-hmm. uh, and not committing to one. Cape Town happens to be a fantastic node because... You can come here and work. You can enjoy the winelands. You can go shark cage diving. You can go to some of the best beaches uh, in the world, as well as some of the best, you know, sightseeing spots. So I, I don't see that slowing down. As far as digital nomads are concerned, I foresee that there will be thousands more that will come and test Cape Town out for three weeks, three months, three years. That's not going to slow down. Um, yeah, I know one that rents out his flat in London and comes for six weeks every over January and December. So it's definitely a thing for digital nomads. What about the safety aspect? Because that's the first question that international tourists would ask you. Look, I think everyone has to be cognizant that you know safety is a concern in any major city in the world. Um, and the larger the city, the larger the problem. South Africa is no different. Um, Cape Town, I think, is in a smaller bubble um, where the Western Cape, you know, has initiatives to try and, and better itself. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll never get away from, from having crime. 
Um, I think people just need to be aware that, you know, they can't walk the streets with their cameras around their necks and their laptop bags sticking out. But, you know, at the properties, there's 24-hour security, there's CCTV. Um, we're very jacked up and we take security very seriously at every single property that we manage. And uh, with the issue of electricity, constant source of power is <laughs> very important for overseas guests. Look, I, I think the, the reality has set in over the last couple of years where it wasn't a, a huge problem. It was you know, kind of a murmur in the background. It's become a massive problem. Most of the new buildings uh, have generators, full diesel generators. Most of the apartments are kitted out with inverters. Those that aren't, we've you know arranged backup uh, little UPSs uh, to ensure that the internet and the lights stay on. It's my hope that that changes. I I don't foresee it changing anytime soon. I think the sooner the private sector takes it into their own hands, the better, because it can't continue. I think the more it it, it happens and the more it's it's you know played on by the media, the worse the problem becomes uh, you know for anyone looking because why would you want to travel to a place that doesn't have electricity? We went through the same thing with the water crisis. Uh, you know why would you want to travel to a place that's that's limited on on water usage? So I think the more we put in measures that we can, the more we can assure travelers that they won't even feel the effect. You know if, if you're sitting at one of our pod hotels, most of the time, they've got a, a 24-7 uh, generator that's ready to kick in, um, and, and you, won't, you won't even notice that the light's off. So, yeah, we hope that things get better, but uh, yeah. Do, are you on all the websites where you would, you know, if I want to look for something and I go and Google it, will I find you? So we're very good at that. Uh, organically, uh, we, we are, you know, ranked first in, in most cases for all of our properties, Um you can find us on all the largest OTA channels in the world. Uh, we're a hotel chain on booking.com. We're on Airbnb, Expedia, Agoda, uh, and we deal with a ton of tour operators and, and direct agents. Um, yeah, Total Stay itself is the second largest producer of, of bookings in our own portfolio. So we've got a massive amount of return guests that come back every single year. So yeah, uh, you, you can find us pretty much anywhere. On Airbnb as well, did you say? Yep. Yeah. So what have you found? Um, yeah, you've gone through the COVID period as well. So probably apart hotels were more popular then because people once didn't want to be close to other people. What did you find? Has tourism picked up in, in South Africa and, or, and more specifically in Cape Town? Look, I, th I think you identified something quite interesting. COVID was a, was a very, um, probably a, a, a very big turning point in our business where most of the generic hotels shut their doors, and I mean physically shut their doors. Mm. Uh, we remained open at 90 to 100% occupancy. That This is the, the biggest fallback for the apart hotels, is that they are apartments. At the end of the day, somebody can stay there for one night or they can stay there for one year if they choose. You know, it, it, Again, the extended stay has become a, a massive, massive thing now, where before we generally used to deal with one to 21 nights our average, you know, length of stay now is four to five nights. Um, so it's fantastic to see. And it's also, it's incredible that we can offer that flexibility. And, and somebody genuinely can stay for months on end because, of course, they've got full kitchen, they've got bedrooms, they've got a lounge. So they can stay in what they would consider a home. And that is the biggest difference between a hotel and a departmental is that it's very home-like. And generally in Cape Town, has it picked up tourism? 
Cape Town's tourism has gone through the roof. Last year, uh, I, you know, saw it as a bit of an anomaly. I think post-COVID, there was a massive bubble that was wait, like waiting to just burst, and people were, you know, crazy about traveling. And and Cape Town obviously is is a is a tourist destination. So last year's numbers were staggering. Uh, this year, I mean, the Western Cape has seen also some incredible uh, growth. I think the one figure I saw was, you know, that alone in the Western Cape visitors were up uh, something by 16%, which is fantastic to see. Uh, airport arrivals up by 104%. Um, so we, we, we're seeing a very healthy, buoyant uh, tourist market. And, and that's both uh, international and local. Ralph Phillips, thank you. Linda, thanks. Thanks for having me.